0: Hello, my friends, welcome back to the club. How are you today? This episode is coming out on Father's Day. So I want to wish all of the dads out there, an awesome, happy Father's Day. And even though I don't think I have a lot of male listeners, I hope I have a lot of male listeners for this one because it's all about you dude we're talking all things dude today dudes moods motivation and mojo we're gonna focus in on hormones and ladies this is for you too this is gonna make you understand your man so much better and guys I'm gonna explain some things about your hormones that you've likely not heard before and I hope a thousand light bulbs go off for you today so that you can put the puzzle pieces of your health and vitality together in a better way. It's so apropos that I'm actually recording this podcast from my parents house. Um, It's summertime. And so I am on the move. Um, But anyway, I have to give a shout out to my dad. Love you dad. Happy Father's Day. Okay. So let's start by saying that you men can experience as real a hormone imbalance as women. It's often a little more subtle and doesn't present as dramatically as it does for women, but it's there and it can wreak havoc for you. You know, even though men don't banter around their hormonal problems with their buddies, (laughs) like we women do, I think we've all noticed an increase in the conversation, especially about low T, you know, low testosterone, I feel like there's commercials and billboards and, um, you know, just more chatter and um, all of these things um, that we're getting this sense, you know, that it's a problem and not just for um, older men, but younger men too. And also, it's important for you to know that men go through their own version of menopause. It's called andropause. It's when the production of androgen-dominant hormones like testosterone and DHT, decline. DHT, I, I, I'm not going to even try to pronounce that big old long name, <laughs> okay? Um, but we'll just call it DHT, an important hormone. Um, and just like, you know, in women, how our female hormone production declines as we age, Um, male hormone production declines as well. We have a little bit more of an abrupt drop in hormones. And for men, it's a little more gradual and subtle. Nonetheless, it happens. And you know, as women, we're more groomed to understand and anticipate our hormonal changes over our lifetime. Um, Even our guys are somewhat in tune with knowing about our hormones. You know, we all know about that time of the month and you know know that in sometime in middle life we are going to go through the change you know of menopause but we don't take this into account with men so much we don't recognize that they can have hormonal imbalances and have their own version of menopause too you know we just like call theirs this midlife crisis And attributed it to some mental freak out about aging and, you know, expect them to go buy a sports car, you know, and just start acting aloof, you know. (laughs) Um, But they are physiologically going through their own thing too. a decline in their hormones not only affects their sexual drive and stamina, but it affects their outlook on life, their mood, their motivation, their energy, it affects metabolism, their cardiovascular health, their weight. You know, and the thing is, just as women are experiencing hormonal problems younger and younger these days, due to poor food, decreased sleep, increased stress and toxic chemicals, men are experiencing hormone problems younger and younger as well. Men as early as their 20s can experience something called functional andropause, which is like their hormones, behaving as if they were already in andropause, you know, that would happen later in life. And that occurs when the ratio between testosterone and estrogen are way out of balance. Okay, so like a healthy ratio would be something like 50 to one, testosterone to estrogen, but we can see it as low as eight to one. All right, and that skewed ratio of having, you know, too much estrogen in, in a ratio to testosterone, I mean, that affects, you know, just not only libido, fertility, it affects overall health and demeanor hormonal imbalance in men can show up you know in physical presentation like weight gain you know having man boobs erectile dysfunction but also in their attitude motivation and lack of interest you know a man in hormonal balance imbalance may be more discouraged pessimistic and less productive at work at home you know, he may withdraw from activities and relationships he once enjoyed. He may be battling this sense of failure, you know, this failure of function in both, you know, the bedroom and the office, you know, just this kind of overall lack of mojo and motivation and, and performance, you know, honestly, and just not understand what's going on with himself, you know, and from the outside looking in, we just think our man is acting like a giant beehole, <laughs> you know? But there's this internal disarray, because his hormones are so off kilter. And I wanted to do this episode because it's important that we all understand this. You know, this is, like I said, a primarily female audience that listens here. But I hope some guys tune in, you know, and I hope that as a you as a wife or a daughter or a mother of an adult son can get more context and information around this, You know, to gain a sense of understanding and compassion, and know that it may not be that he's trying to be antagonistic or aloof, or that a whole word, you know, (laughs) it may be that he's going through his own hormonal crazy, and just not realize it. And let's face it, like I said, men generally have less awareness about their hormones, and are even less likely to talk about it. Whereas, you know, women, we are more likely to chat it up, you know, chat up our health issues with girlfriends, research our symptoms on the internet, and, you know, go to the doctor when something is off. But these dudes in our life can be stubborn, you know, about taking care of themselves. If you've ever tried to get your guy to change a habit or go to the doctor, you're nodding your head right now, like, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. And you know, if you're one of my guy listeners, I don't mean to diss you, dude. Um, If you're listening, you're obviously more of a health seeker. And that is to your greatest benefit, you know, good for you. Um, But as women, it is painful to sit by and watch our guys live under the radar of their best health. So like I said, my hope here is that we will have some more guy listeners tuning in, and that there will be some powerful nuggets of info that the ladies can take back to their men. Like, you know, you could throw out some zingers, ladies like, uh, hey, babe, did you know that you can get man boobs, if you have too much estrogen in your body, and that that is common? Or, hey, babe, did you know that there are more testosterone receptors in your heart than anywhere else? Or, hey, honey, did you know that too much belly fat turns your testosterone into estrogen? You know, hopefully something will catch his ear and make him want to listen to the full episode here, or seek medical advice, or eat a healthier meal. We just want to get our guys toward better health, whatever that next step is. Okay. So let's start with the big T, testosterone, which is the hormone of libido in both men and women. Okay, when we think of testosterone, we mostly associate it with men and sexual drive, you know, their ability to maintain an erection and produce sperm. Men are more likely to seek out medical intervention when they start experiencing the side effects of low testosterone low testosterone in their sex lives, you know, in that way, that's one thing that will finally move them to action. You know, like, who cares about my heart, but you know, the business down there ain't working. So I guess I'll go to the doctor now. (laughs) Um, But unfortunately, you know, men are often prescribed band-aids, you know, what I would call band-aids, like pills or straight to hormone replacement therapy without really trying to get a sense of the root cause of the problem. So we'll talk more about that today. But I want you to first understand that testosterone is not just about sexual function. As I teased earlier, it's incredibly important for cardiovascular health. There are more cellular sites for receiving testosterone in the heart than any other muscle in the human anatomy. You know, I mean, that is significant. When I learned that I was like, wow, I I had no idea. And as testosterone declines, your cardiovascular risk increase, you know, cholesterol and triglycerides increase, arterial plaque increases, coronary artery dilation decreases, insulin levels increase. Okay, testosterone levels um, impact red blood cell production. Because red blood cells carry oxygen to the tissues, low T, low testosterone could interfere with this process and you know impact overall health, but also your energy levels. Testosterone is important for healthy bone density. Okay, and I mean, actual bones, people, get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> um, testosterone is important for healthy bones, actually in men and women. Um, and testosterone is an anabolic or building up hormone. And so it influences lean body mass, you know, very important for building healthy skeletal muscle, which if you listen to the episode on why you need more protein, you'll remember that Dr. Lyon calls muscle, skeletal muscle, the organ of longevity. Okay, important for long term health in the aging process. So there you go. We think of testosterone mostly in that reproductive and sexual context, but it is important just, oh gosh, for so many other functions, you know, and it um, has this direct impact, impact on men's health, you know, physical health, but just also the sense of well-being, vitality, and mood. Okay, another important hormone is that one I mentioned earlier, DHT. Um, it is the most potent anabolic steroid hormone, and is 10 times stronger than testosterone in the way it functions in the body. Okay, it is mostly produced by the skin and the liver, which reminds us why we need good liver health, good liver function, even slightly low or high levels of DHT can impact a man's vitality and drive. Increased levels are associated with benign prostate hypertrophy, male pattern baldness and excessive body hair. And um, too much DHT um, can also lead to a loss of androgen dominance. Um, So there you go, DHT, that's another hormone that's important to be aware of. Um, Estrogen. Okay, so men need estrogen too, just like women need testosterone, you know, which we don't always think about men need estrogen, and they make it, Um, they make a little in their testes, but they also make it from their fat cells. This is also true of postmenopausal women, okay, for men and postmenopausal women, the primary site for estrogen production is from fat cells. So the more fat you have, the more estrogen can be produced. So when we see a lot of belly fat or breast tissue in men like man boobs, you know, that is a tip off that a man could be in estrogen dominance, and estrogen promotes growth and proliferation of cells. So unabated cell proliferation can lead to major health problems in both men and women, you know, like we don't want estrogen dominance contributing to cancer cell growth, for instance. Okay, now to get to the roots of having too much estrogen, we have to consider things like excessive stress issues, and poor dietary choices, both would lead to weight gain, which increase, you know, fat, obviously, and lead to more estrogen production. There's also this enzyme called aromatase, that is found mostly in fat cells. And its job is to convert hormones like testosterone and DHEA into estrogen. Okay, this process is called aromatization. And it's a real problem for men who are overweight, especially men with excess belly fat, because those fat cells are not only producing estrogen, they're also using aromatase to turn their testosterone into estrogen. Okay, it's making that conversion. And like I said, even though men need some estrogen, their primary hormone is not meant to be estrogen, just like ours isn't meant to be testosterone. And when these are off, it affects us much more than just our reproductive or sexual lives. You know, it, it affects our over lives in general. Um, I just listened to the most fascinating podcast from Dr. John Gray. Remember that him from um, women, men are from Mars and women are from Venus he talks a lot about how this hormonal imbalance affects our relationship. You know, when men and women are dominant in each other's primary hormone, it's just not how we're designed. And it affects, it affects the interaction between men and women. It's fascinating. Um, I'll link to that podcast in the show notes. Um, so anyway, we were talking about uh, aromatase enzyme, okay? So that's the enzyme that converts testosterone into estrogen. So you don't want a lot of that going on. Um, But there's also another enzyme called beta glucuronidase. You've probably heard me talk about it before here. Um, I've talked about it in the women's hormone episodes, but that is an enzyme produced in the gut. And when it is too high, it can interfere with the body's ability ability to eliminate estrogen. Okay, and therefore allow estrogen to kind of be reabsorbed and recirculate in the body, creating estrogen overload. So if men have sluggish liver and a sluggish, you know, detoxification function, um, that can lead to recirculating estrogen too. All right, we also have to consider the levels of progesterone in men. Again, we think of progesterone as, you know, a woman's hormone, but men make progesterone as well about half as much as women, but they need it too. And when progesterone is too low in men, it can increase that aromatization process, you know, the one where testosterone is being converted to estrogen, and sufficient levels of progesterone are key to maintaining a healthy balance between testosterone and DHT. Okay, those other hormones. Um, Now men make their progesterone in their adrenal glands. Okay. And so remember, that the adrenal glands in both men and women are hormone makers. And it's why it's so important to assess adrenal health when we're trying to figure out hormonal issues. If adrenal function is compromised, your body's ability to make hormones is compromised too. You know, so what could compromise adrenal function? Well, quite a few things. Um, too much sugar, and too much stress. You know, do you know any guys like that in your life? eat too much sugar, have too much stress. (laughs) I know some. Um, Okay, DHEA is another hormone that both men and women make in the adrenal glands. And it plays an important role in energy production, strength, stamina, stress handling, healthy moods, brain function, immune function, and anti aging. So again, it's why it's so important to consider adrenal health and to get your cortisol tested along side um, the sex hormones. You know, if you're going in and you want to have your testosterone and your estrogen and your progesterone um, and all of that tested, it's real important to go ahead and get the adrenal test as well. You know, we consider the adrenals an upstream function of hormone production. So any problems with cortisol regulation and compromised adrenal function is going to lead to downstream problems with hormones. just a reminder that I can do all this for you, I can help you. (laughs) Um, I can order a great test uh, called the Dutch that measures all of this stuff and gives us some incredible insight into what's going on. So we would just have that kit shipped straight to you. You do the test at home. It's a urine test. And um, you send it back to the lab. And when the results come in, we would go over the results together and just get in a whole overall game plan, you know, about what to do to get things on track. And part of what we're going to do is try to identify the root causes. You know, if you listen to last week's episode about the five step healing process, that's essentially what we're doing. And we've talked a lot here in past episodes about the kinds of root causes that will throw the body out of whack when it comes to hormonal dysregulation. First and foremost, you know, is diet, of course, first of all, to make hormones, You need healthy fats and plenty of protein in your diet and not too many carbohydrates. Excessive carb intake leads to too much insulin production and can lead to insulin resistance. Now remember, insulin is our storage hormone. So the more carbs you eat, the more insulin you produce, and the more you are going to suck away energy, okay? Suck away your food energy, your calories, okay? And too much storage, too much fat storage means weight gain, okay? Um, And we talked about, you know, kind of talked about that, but when the body becomes insulin resistant, you not only become a fat storage machine, but you overburden your adrenal glands and increase overall inflammation in the body. And like I said, you know, for men and postmenopausal women, estrogen is produced from fat. So the more fat, the more estrogen, Plus the more aromatization process occurs, you know, because that aroma, that aromatase um, also produced in the fat cells and will convert your testosterone into estrogen. That's a problem. High insulin and insulin resistance also lead to high blood pressure and increased LDL cholesterol. It also makes blood more sticky and more likely to clot, which would contribute to heart attacks and strokes. And high levels of insulin also contribute to mood and behavior disorders, you know, can increase depression, panic attacks, anxiety, insomnia, and ADHD. And again, what leads to too much insulin production? Too many carbohydrates, most of which come from too much sugar, flour, and processed foods. So, you know, this way of eating will also lead the body into overall inflammation, which just strains, you know, all of your internal organs, you know, when you have an ongoing level of inflammation, because of diet, you know, because of there can be lots of factors there. But diet's a huge one. It's a major input. If you're putting cruddy stuff in your body, you are just living in this chronic state of inflammation, it strains, you know, all of your internal organs, which compromises their ability to do their job you know, like one of the biggies would be the liver, you know, and if you if you are inflamed overall, or your liver is overly burdened, when it comes to hormones specifically, if your liver can't do its detoxification job, well, it can't get rid of excess hormones in the body. Um, and so again, that's going to be a problem that will lead to hormonal imbalances. So anything that impairs liver function, or increases the need for detoxification can result in this hormonal imbalance and, you know, most particularly excess estrogen levels. And I will add, as I always do, that you gotta be pooping well to get those excess hormones out of your body. Your liver must be able to do its job, like package them all up, get them ready to go, and the bowel's gotta do its job to get them out of the body. Otherwise, you can become estrogen dominant. You know, that's for both men and women. We can't really rebalance hormones without proper liver and bowel functions. Um, Okay, stress is another big factor, as I mentioned earlier. Listen, we're all going to have stress. That's part of life. But how you perceive stress and how you handle it will impact your health. Have you ever noticed that some people just set off more easily than others? You know, what is stressful to one person is not as stressful to another. So that's what we're talking about when we say perceived stress. You know, it is in the mind of the beholder, the degree to which you experience stress. That's why the Bible you know, says we must constantly renew our minds against what the world is telling us you know, is stressful and what we must be stressed about. It's why we have to focus more on what God tells us than what the world tells us or or how we allow the world to affect us. We've got to stay in our Bibles, you know, in our churches for that y'all, you know, we've got to constantly be inputting the word of God in our mind to counteract all of this worldly uh, stress coming at us and the way that we perceive it and handle it, you know, Let's, let's read Philippians 4, 6, and 7. You know, do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We've got to take that to God, y'all. Okay? And we've got to build in stress relievers to our everyday life. Like I explained in last week's podcast, you know, good sleep, exercise, sunshine, nature, time with friends, you know, getting together with your buddies. These things are not luxuries. They are investments in a good life, you know, in good health. When we don't take care of our stress levels, our adrenal glands get all out of whack, which means hormone production gets all out of whack. And remember that hormone production is down stream from adrenal function. Again, that's why we always consider adrenal health included in hormone testing. Okay, we need that full picture of what's going on. So those are all the biggies when it comes to um, root causes of poor hormonal health. And before I wrap up, I want to mention a few other common issues that we see in men when it comes to prostate health. Um, Benign prostate hyperplasia, or BHP, is a non-cancerous increase in the size of the prostate. Okay, BHP comes from an increase in the number of cells, as opposed to an increase in the size of cells. That's different. Okay, in an increase um, in the size of the cells, that's benign prostate hypertrophy, as opposed to hyperplasia. Okay, but with the hyperplasia, an increase in the number of cells, there can be the formation of large nodules, which impinge on the urethra and create, well, to put it directly like plea 4 P- pee flow problem you know you can't get all the pee out it's often referred to as an obstruction but it's more that the urethra is compressed you know because of the nodules and when this happens it requires the bladder to work harder to try to empty all of the urine out and this can lead to progressive hypertrophy weakness and lack of tone in the bladder muscle you know so that becomes a whole big issue um When PSA or prostate specific antigen levels are elevated in men with this issue, it is because of increased organ volume and inflammation, you know, and that can lead to UTIs and a lot of being uncomfortable, but it's not necessarily an indicator of increased risk of cancer, okay? And hormonal imbalances can contribute to these conditions. Estrogen dominance is suspect in cases of benign prostate hyperplasia. That's the one with the increase in number of cells which can lead to the nodules, which can create the P problem. I'm not saying that too much estrogen is the cause, but it certainly can contribute. Remember that estrogen promotes cell growth and proliferation. Okay, and that's what we're talking about here. Um, increase in the number of cells, you know, in the case of hyperplasia. Now with benign prostate hypertrophy, remember, hypertrophy is an increase in the size of the cells. And that is often associated with the DHT hormone. So increased DHT levels are also associated with um, male pattern baldness and excessive body hair. So if you've got that, I mean, it would be, you know, could be an indicator that you um, have high DHT levels. And that would just, that would throw off the rest of your hormones. So that's, you know, worth getting looked at. Low levels of DHT can lead to loss of just overall vitality and drive, you know, just kind of that motivation and the mojo we're talking about. Okay. All right. I think we've nerded out (laughs) for one day. Um, Thank you. Thank you all for listening. I pray that we've got some dudes here, like I said, that have had some light bulbs go off about their health and their happiness and just the way that they're showing up in life. Um, and I hope that, you know, you ladies have gained a whole new understanding about your guys and are able to impart some knowledge bombs that may instigate some change. Guys, you know, I just want to say, please cut your ladies some slack, whether it's your wife, your mom, your sister, your daughter, you know, when she's on to you about your eating or exercise habits, it's not to be a nag. It's just, it's done out of love. We love you. And we not only want you to be around a long time with us, but to be here on this earth in the most vibrant and awesome way. Okay, so don't forget that I can order hormonal testing um, for you and help devise a plan, you know, this a comprehensive nutrition plan. Um, and just what we do about all of this, you know, like I said, in last week's podcast, we have to identify some root causes and optimize diet and build in stress reducers and oxytocin increasers, we might need to layer in some supplements. And then we just you know, we have time to apply that we give ourselves that space to allow the body to change. So you can find out more about the testing and everything the way that I work with somebody at the Christian nutritionist.com backslash testing. And I would ask you to forward this episode to someone who needs it. You know, tell them your nutrition has made you do it. Um, But the more people, the more men and women we can turn toward better health, the more we can get out and shine his light in the world and use these bodies for kingdom work. All right, my friends, thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.